right. Welcome in to another episode of Clearing the Board Podcast, presented by Nachos and Analysis. I'm your host, Drew Archer, and I have a very special guest today, um, the first of many, our first front of house guest, and the first doctor on the show, Devin, or excuse me, Dr. Devin Archer. Hello, everybody. Good and, to be here. And if you couldn't tell by the last name, that would be my brother, Devin. Um, you can refer to him as Dr. Devin, though. You can just call me Devin. Dr. Devin. But uh, anyway, so uh, as uh, you heard in the um, the intro, obviously, we're a Nachos and Analysis podcast. I do have part of the reason Devin is here today was a family uh, gathering today. And I do have a a bone to pick with Clemson University. Uh, been to two graduations in this last calendar year, right? Yours was, when was your graduation from Auburn? Mine was in May. Okay, so the same calendar year. Yeah. Um, and Macho's analysis primary covers Clemson Athletics and the sorts. Uh, but one thing I was really pleasantly surprised with at Auburn, when Devin graduated with his pharmacy degree, was the concession stands were open. They had nachos. Um, Clemson did not have nachos today. So step your game up, Clemson. Just some biscuits and some uh, yeah. sodas. Yeah, I had a microwave Jimmy Dean biscuit. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, so Devin joins us. Uh, obviously, he's a pharmacist, but uh, has many years of restaurant experience under his belt in the front of house. Um, as far as cooking abilities. Very limited. Yeah. My specialties are uh, spaghetti, uh, taco meat. And frozen pizzas. <laughs> eggs for breakfast, too. Anything with eggs or just eggs? Just eggs. Okay. Maybe a bagel. All right. So uh, he's going to give us a little front of house uh, perspective today. Uh, but before we get into everything, I want to first start by wishing you all a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Um, so, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas. And this whole episode came about uh, with an idea from Devin and probably, is that your favorite Christmas movie? Mm, it's one of my favorite Christmas movies, but yeah, I had the idea of thinking back to well, I was listening to the McRib episode and doing like taste testing, and then Emily's episode tried the um, the mac and cheese. So I was thinking, and things of the holidays, um, the movie Elf. So he likes uh, all things sugar, <laughs> and I love spaghetti, um, pretty much all Italian food, but. The scene where he makes the spaghetti and puts syrup and all the candy and all that stuff on there, I was like, we should probably recreate that. I'm the, I, every time I watch the scene, I always want to eat spaghetti, um, but I don't know if it, if we try it today and it's not as good, it might ruin it for me. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for this, but so that was Devin's proposition to come on is that we tried the elf spaghetti. So um, later in the episode, immediately following a chip bite. Uh, you'll probably hear us eating some not so great spaghetti, but hey, um, that was the catalyst of getting Devin on here. And uh, yeah, so um, it's Christmas time. We're talking Elf. We're trying new things. Which I believe the last, this will be our third consecutive episode where we're actually tasting something. So have you ever had a McRib? I've never had a McRib. Okay. Did our episode make you want to have a McRib? Not really. It sounded, <laughs> it sounded good, but I don't like pickles. And I mean, I like 
I don't know. I just you do like pickles? I do. I does. I like pickles. Oh, maybe I just misunderstood. You. I do not like pickles. Okay, that's we what can, I thought. We can run that back, but I do <laughs> not like pickles. Um, but yeah, just the sauce and the. I would be curious. Did y'all end up freezing one of those microbes? No, I, I wanted to try one. Y'all should have, because I was curious. On and they're out now. Uh, well, um, Daniel, one of the guests on that episode, texted me last week. He's an airline pilot, and so he was in, like in Texas. And he texted me. He was like, "Dude, all the McDonald's in Texas are out. I need you to report back to me and let me know if anywhere in the Greenville area has McRibs." I didn't report back to him, but he reported back to me that they don't have any more. So there was nothing on the tracker. Oh, I didn't check the tracker. I have to reach out to AD and see if he can put out some feelers. Maybe we'll fill, freeze one. So, um, but yeah, before we move any further, we need to uh, crack a beverage. Um, so, as you know, this podcast is sponsored by Thirteen Stripes Brewery. Uh, two great locations here in Greenville. One on the river, um, right there on that Greenville Easley line, and then one, the original location, the brewery um, at Taylor's Mill. Uh, great beer, great food, great people. They've been loyal sponsors since almost the beginning. And today's beer from 13 Stripes, and I should have looked how to pronounce this beforehand. I'm going to say Macias. Would you say that's Macias? That looks like... <laughs> Or am I just? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Mashus, Mashus, yeah, Mashus Liberty. Mashus. All right, so we're going either <laughs> Macias Liberty, M I M A C H I A S, or Mashus. Mashus sounds better. <laughs> that's also me trying to pronounce drug names. Okay, is there a drug name Mashus? No, there's not. But that's uh, just me trying to pronounce drug uh, names that I cannot pronounce. So, um, Mashus Liberty, that's what we're going with. Um, 13 Stripes, if that's not how it's pronounced, forgive me. Sorry. Um, but this is a milk stout, um, and I love stouts. I love porters this time of year. Unfortunately, today is not the coldest of December days. Everywhere we went this afternoon, we were sweating because it was a warmer day, and everywhere had their heat on, so... It's a crisp 61 out right now. Yeah, so. uh, but needless to say, it's December. It should be time to be drinking a milk stout. So that is what I'm working with today. Devin, what you got today? So I brought in a um, Cooper River Brewing beer. Um, actually, never been to their brewery before, but um, it's a Charleston IPA. Um, but yeah, got it. It's got the... <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a heron? I thought when you turned around, I was like, I was expecting the Cooper River Bridge, and then it's a heron. I thought oh, the bridge is in the background. Okay. Uh, yeah, the bridge is in the background. I almost said flamingo, but yes, it's got a heron <laughs> on it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. So. All right. So are we ready for the uh, beer crack? Why not? So do it kind of away from the mic so we don't... Does it ever pop your speakers whenever I do this? Not really. Okay, good. I'm struggling. Oh, that was a good one. All right, let's give them a try. Oh, that's good. Hmm. This is pretty good, too. Is it just like a standard IPA? It's got, yeah, it's a standard IPA, but it's got like some like citrus and like peach little taste to it, too. Okay. That's pretty good. This uh, Mashes Liberty coming in at a solid 5.4 ABV. Uh, first, so, I thought, first I thought that was your rating. Oh no, 
I should start doing a ranking system, kind of like Dave Portnoy. Yeah. With the pizzas. That would be pretty good. All right. So, we have opened our beers. And I've already forgot what we're going into next. Let me pull up my handy-dandy agenda. Uh, so, you're the first front of house guest on here. How did you get started working in restaurants? Because obviously, I've known for a long time what I wanted to do. And this is the field I was in. But you kind of did it more out of just necessity and needing a job. Yeah. So, I started off as a busboy at the age of 16. That was the first job I ever started. So that's kind of how I was introduced to the front of the house. Um, I needed a job to pay for gas and basically do anything that I wanted to do in high school. So that's kind of how I got in the restaurant industry. Um, I think I bust tables for like, I, I bust tables for a little bit, uh, well until at least I was 18. Because I mean, you can't be a server in South Carolina until you're 18. Um, and then I went off to college. So I didn't. I don't think I started serving until I was probably closer to 20, um, just because I would just work on breaks from college. Um, once I graduated high school um, and then kind of transitioned into serving. Um, and yeah, so I started serving probably when I was like 20. Um, I've worked at within two business establishments at like two different locations for both of those. So four different restaurants, but two of the same entities, if that makes any sense. Um, one was like an Asian bistro. So I worked with one of those back home um, where we're from. And then also in Clemson, South Carolina, where I did my undergrad. Um, and then I worked for a steakhouse, which I won't name. Um, I worked for them when I moved to Auburn for pharmacy school. And then I moved to Huntsville, Alabama for my uh, practical rotations for my last year of pharmacy school and worked at um, their store there also. So um, I've gotten to work in different environments, different people, uh, different management styles. So yeah, that's kind of how I got introduced to it. Which, which did you prefer working at the Asian place or the, the steak place? I must have said the name. <laughs> um, well, I will say for both experiences, for both the franchises, I guess that you'd say I work for, um, the one back home of, for the Asian Bistro, that one was just like home to me. I started working there, like I said, at 16. Um, and I basically just, quote unquote, retired from there. Basically, right after I graduated from pharmacy school, I would still work on breaks and things like that for just some extra cash. Um, so they've been really good to me there. So that's just like You've been there. How long? Like what total? Probably nine years. That was my first. So yeah, my first job ever at age 16. And then I finally stopped working there at the ripe age of 25. So <laughs> worked there for nine years. Um, but yeah, I liked that environment just cause it was super familiar. A lot of the same people, um, worked there over the years. Um, so that was like more of a familiar feeling for me in terms of the other establishment that I worked at. Um, I did not like my experience at the restaurant that I worked in, in Auburn, but the Huntsville store that I worked at was a lot better, uh, better money, better, um, management styles, better people that I like to work with there too. And yeah, the money was a lot better. So, um, and in terms of the Clemson store that I worked at, I made good money there. I just did not necessarily like the manage management style that I was dealing with from a day to day basis. Cause I worked pretty much six days a week when I worked there right after I graduated from undergrad, um, before oh, yeah, I started you graduated school. a semester early, right? And then worked for full time for a while. Yeah. So I graduated a semester early from undergrad and had about eight months off prior to starting pharmacy school. Um, and pretty much wanted to stay in Clemson because most of my friends were still there. Um, and yeah, I pretty much, I told my boss that I was, I needed money for grad school. Cause that was 
student loans and be paying for it. So yeah. um, worked eight months straight and pretty much I would work six days a week. I'd have Sunday, Sunday morning off and Wednesdays all day off. And that was pretty much it. So would work 11 shifts, 12 shifts a week and would get be given a hard time if I asked any days off. <laughs> I'd be asked where I was going when I was coming back. Could I come back earlier? Um, so that was kind of what I dealt with in terms of management styles at that location. But yeah, but I still enjoyed it because I made a lot of money. And I mean, I will say I like the atmosphere in Clemson too because it was mainly like all college students back home in like Rock Hill. It was, I mean, it's, we had Thanks. some college students, but we had like just like adults as well. Like adults, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, real adults. Real adults. Um, Did so, the yeah. tips differ going from like, a real adult town like Rock Hill versus a college town like Clemson. So I was really shocked because I was really nervous when I moved to Clemson to start working there. Cause I was like, cause back home when I first started serving, I was like college age students, people kind of like millennials. Well, and that's the thing I, I, I'll say on social media, millennials get, I would say like, I guess like highlighted that we tip and stuff like that. But like when I first was introduced to serving, it was like, Oh yeah, teenagers, people in college, like don't tip well. But when I got to Clemson, like immediately, like the first shift that I worked, I worked like two or three hours and made like well over a hundred dollars just like for a couple hours, just doing one training shift, just to make sure that I was capable of doing my job from yeah. one store to another. Huh. Um, but yeah, no, I made really good money in Clemson. Um, so what about, what about the, was it Opelika or Auburn? So yeah, technically, I guess, yeah, the, the store that I worked at um, in Auburn was technically in Opelika, Alabama. Um, was that still mostly college people or is that more family? It was actually more family just cause it was, uh, I mean, it was probably about 15, 20 minutes away from Auburn's campus. I mean, it was still pretty close. Um, you still did get your fair share of college people, but it was a lot more of just like families and you know, it was like older adults. Um, and yeah, it was not a, overall it was not, not a great scene there. Yeah. And I think that kind of attributes to that, business that I worked for was more like a chain restaurant. Not to say that the other one I guess really isn't a chain, but more of like a independent yeah. business. It's, it's smaller. Um so yeah, so I don't know. I think that was kind of that was at least what I attributed to at first when I started working in Auburn at the steakhouse just because um yeah, tips weren't great. Yeah. Hours weren't great and it just it was a lot more to I had a lot more stuff to do and sort of like the like the chain restaurant like i had to do xyz before i left not that i didn't have to do that at the other restaurants that i worked at but it was more standard very like step-by-step -step process like you had to do all this thing like all these checkoffs before you left yeah. which was really annoying um especially being in grad school and trying to get off and study or go do things with friends it was more kind of like a nuisance but i mean yeah. i get it it's just kind of standard i mean you have to have processes to get things done but yeah um that's the thing usually with big chains like that. There's the reason they're so successful is they have so many things that are standardized, but then like when you come from a more laid back restaurant environment, it's kind of frustrating because you got to do this, this, and this, and you got to get this person to sign off on it or check behind you. And Yeah. And they're very, I mean, not that I'm against team-based things. Cause I mean, especially I work in healthcare, so I have to work with a bunch of different healthcare professionals. So, I mean, and I've always did sports growing up in high school and everything like that. So I was, team oriented but there's a lot more like you help other people out and i mean i'm when i'm when i'm at work to do a job like i'll give 100 percent and help other people out but sometimes like it's not necessarily reciprocated 
you don't want to have to depend on people. You know, you can, you know what you're capable of. Yeah, exactly. So that was, that was one thing that I would, I struggled with there too, was just, I mean, I would go out of a way to help other people, but then sometimes, yeah, it just wasn't shared. Um, or I've got a certain way of thing, doing things. Like I would prefer to take my tables food out. So if there's any issues, like I can address it firsthand, but then sometimes if I'm busy running someone else's food and they help me out too. And it just sometimes communication gets lost. Yeah. That, so. What would you say would be the most difficult thing transitioning from like being a bus boy for a few years to like being the full time? I mean, server. I would just say the big thing was just the communication aspect because, I mean, before serving, I'd never, I mean, I didn't really have any, like, interaction with public, I mean, yeah. other than, bu like, busing tables because um, I was still, yeah, I was still an undergrad, so when, like, I'd gone through, like, pharmacy school interviews or any, like, high-state things like that. So, yeah. um, I would say, yeah, definitely just interacting with customers and kind of getting, like, a feel of, like, how do you approach table. Um and I think that's definitely helped transition for me, like when I work with patients in the hospital, yeah. if I have to talk to them about their medications at home, or if I've got to just communicate new information about a medication they're starting, like I, that approach to me is it's pretty simple, especially with serving, because yeah. when you deal with a wide variety of people and you see a wide variety of patients um, in the hospital too. So I would definitely say the communication aspect. I definitely think, and not that this could be mandated or anything, but a big recommendation that I have for a lot of people is I think everybody should at some point in their life have a hospitality or service job. I agree with that because <clears throat> sorry, I mean, cut you off, but yeah, no people, people are rude and people are also very nice. Like yeah. it's, it's it, to both extremes and you, you just get to learn how to deal with different people. You kind of, learn your own approach on how to handle people that are being disrespectful. Um, but then also be appreciative of those that are very respectful and will go out of their way to help, help you along the way. Yeah. Whether it just be like picking up things off the table, clear things off, or just like giving you compliments about like you're, you did great tonight or this was yeah. amazing, even though you didn't cook this, but like, I don't know, just positive reinforcements good from, um, from the public, but it also just gives you the aspect of dealing with difficult people. Cause that's just life. Yeah. I feel like you can, when you meet somebody and hear somebody complain about something, you can, I feel like you can kind of figure out, all right, this person's never actually worked as a server before. This actually, this person never actually had to deal with the general public. Cause sometimes I'm I just want speaking from observation. I've never really done much front of house work. Like I've never been a server. I've never been a bartender other than like, serving in like a catering or bartending in a catering capacity yeah but um do you have any horror stories or crazy customers or mm, i guess w one that comes to mind it, i can't remember if it was like last year it was it was fairly recent probably in the last year or two um so the place that i work back home i can work holidays they were open on christmas i don't believe it was on christmas but it was right around this time of year yeah. And I pretty much served them, got them in and pretty much brought them their check. And so when I brought the check to the table, I brought it to the mom because she was the one who paid. And she was like, well, this was great. Um, but I, um, I have a request for you. And I was like, okay. And she was like, um, bef before you go, you need to sing us a song. Oh gosh. I remember you told me this. And I said, <laughs> 
I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, um, sing this. Maybe like it's a, maybe a Christmas carol or um, any, any song that comes to mind. And I was like, um, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean, when it's people's birthdays and things like that, I'm people always like, Oh, do y'all do free desserts or do y'all sing? And I'm always, my go-to answer is like, Oh, I mean, we do free dessert. So we do X, Y, Z, but you don't want to hear me sing. So that's basically what I said to her. I was like, yeah. ah, ha ha, fake laugh, fake server laugh. And just was <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, I, you don't want to hear me sing. And she's like, oh, well, and she like grabs the pen and like clicks it. And it's like, well, your tip depends on it. And I was just like, um, well, I, I just don't feel comfortable doing that. I was also busy. It wasn't like, it was just like, yeah, like a Tuesday afternoon. It, it was like dinner time, And I was just like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, I, I don't even remember what I ended up saying because I was just like taken back by it because I'm like, I'm a server. I've served you your food. I brought you everything you needed. I'm, I'm not a performer. I'm not here. Yeah. I'm not here to be, I, I'm here to get you what you need, give you the service that you need to eat and drink and get you out. That's the service I'm providing you. I'm not providing you entertainment. Um, so yeah, so she ended up tipping me to, like normal, but it was just like, why, why give me this hassle? Like, yeah, that's, why make me uncomfortable? Because I will say there's many opportunities. There's been many opportunities or not opportunities, encounters that I've had that are just super uncomfortable with people. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily like sometimes just people are awkward or situations like that where they're like, oh, sing me a song before you go. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, my gosh. But and then um, trying to think. I probably would just laughed at that lady's face and just walked away. But yeah, I don't know. I just I mean, I'd, yeah, I would have been like, just don't tip me then. I mean, I said something along the lines of, well, she said your tip, yeah, because she, she like clicked her pen, and that was what really kind of like frustrated me, was like, don't throw money in my face, because this is, this is how I get paid. Yeah. Like, this is it. I get paid two thirteen an hour, that comes out of every single paycheck. So, like, I, I think I just said something along the lines of, well, um, make your tip based off the service that was provided for you, if you think that this is part of the service that that you wanted and I did not provide in that aspect, then take it out on that tip. I mean, I probably said something along those lines, but yeah. I don't know. It was just, I, know, I just went and told coworkers and they were like, what the heck? And it's, it's just <laughs> weird. That's, that's, that is ridiculous. I can't, I don't know. Sometimes some of these people that go out to eat, you're like, do you think that people here just, <clears throat> excuse me, wait, <laughs> wait on your every need? I think, desire. I think some people just don't get out much, or that's their sole interaction with people is just their servers. Um, but yeah, and Sarah Avery or Arden. You talked about Sarah Avery on here before. They don't know we have a sister. Oh, we have a sister. That's whose graduation we were at today. Um, but Sarah Avery doesn't let me live this one down because she also served with uh, with me at the place back home, and this was fairly recent too. It was just this table it was this couple, and I went over and introduced myself, and that's the thing too, like. I'm not big on like, oh, hey, my name's Devin. I don't know. I don't typically tell people my name whenever I serve, especially there because I like name tags. But like when I went to the other um, place that I served, you had to like introduce yourself. part of your introduction. So I just got accustomed to it. But whenever there, I was like, hey, I'm Devin. I'll be taking care of you guys today. And the lady was like, ooh, Devin, I just really like that name. That's so (laughs) unique. And I was just like, uh, so I didn't know what to say. And so because people spell Devin different ways with like an I or an O I was like oh yeah I spelled mine with an I just like <laughs> I didn't know what to say and Sarah Avery just like laughed and was like how do you spell your name and it's like with an I 
But those are the only things that come out. Wow, what a unique name. Yeah. Those are the horror stories, I would say, with just interacting with people. I mean, I've got uh, tons of other stories with, like, dealing with, like, large parties, working behind the bar. Yeah. It's just, uh, I mean, but those are those two come to mind right now. You have any, and then if you don't have anything, we we can move on from it. Like, the strangest requests. Because I just me working at Mac House, obviously, I end up having to deal with them. Like, just like this dish with that that like makes no sense that or a condiment and you're just like um or they say they're allergic to one thing but then get something else of that ingredients in and they're like oh it's fine in that well i don't i mean this is necessarily a weird request so i know like certain so the asian place i work back home they do sushi also and so i know like lots of sushi places have like unique rolls and like have like jalapenos and stuff like that yeah. we used to have a roll that had jalapenos but it didn't for some reason and so we had this one couple that would come into the bar and they liked a specific role that that they liked they wanted to order all the time and they kept always asking us like can you put jalapenos and we're like we don't we're not a mexican restaurant we don't we don't order jalapenos yeah. on, like on our orders or whatever and so it got to the point where they started to go to the grocery store next door and bring jalapenos with them <laughs> into the store to then hand them to us and be like hey can you put this with this role can you like cut it up and do it and so we would we started to do that um trying to think what else i mean well in fancy restaurants if you bring your own bottle of wine they charge a corking fee yeah did y'all charge a uh jalapeno cutting fee we did not (laughs) Uh, we would just bring it to the sushi chefs and they would roll their eyes and act like it was a big deal but i mean it was literally just store-bought jalapenos from literally right next door it wasn't like it was poison or anything like that and it was literally going on one roll so um i'm trying to think what else um that's the only thing that comes to mind right now but but yeah you'll get a kick out of this so a couple nights ago the the restaurant i work at has an open kitchen so like mm-hmm. customer can see us i can see them and i look up it's been kind of a busy night and like from the front door i asked one of the servers because she had her back to the door i was like hey is like are those people at the door are they coming or going uh-huh. I couldn't tell if they had already eaten or not because they were standing there like they were waiting on something, but they had pizza boxes in their hands. <laughs> Turns out they came from another restaurant and half the group brought pizza from the other restaurant and the other half were eating pizza at our restaurant. Yeah, that's really, I mean. I looked at her, I was like, do not serve those people. That's so tacky. <laughs> but I mean, I, mean, I, I get it too because I felt like when I was growing up, I felt like I was really picky. I, I didn't like like Chinese food or Asian food, but now I love it. Um, and I definitely, I would say definitely at least in that setting and that restaurant setting, kids would do that. That's the thing. Like, that's what I said. That's what I even told the server. I was like, I get it. If it's a little kid, like, and they just want a happy meal. Yeah. These were like upper teens, maybe college age kids. Yeah. Just brought in pizza from a completely different restaurant to our pizza restaurant. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. If you're bringing in something that you're, you could get at that place, like it's, I mean, at the at the Asian place when we had like chicken nuggets, but it's like, I mean, it's still different. I don't know, but that is weird. I would, that would make me mad. Yeah. So you, uh, you mentioned talking about two thirteen an hour. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the, the way pay it for servers is handled in the U S cause I mean, U S it's very unique here. Everywhere else I think in the world gets like, I think, paid like a decent amount. I think they get paid minimum wage on top of tips. And I mean, 
I mean, I see both sides of it. I mean, personally, I mean, as a server, I would say, yeah, give me minimum wage on top of my tips because I mean, you're you're doing a lot more than just serving. I mean, you've got sometimes you've got prep work to do in the back for like well, it just kind of depends. Sometimes you're stocking stuff back there, mm-hmm. you're prepping food, or um, you're helping other people do or do their job and just working as a team. Um, I mean, there's just a lot more that goes into it versus just like coming up and take your order, which I think it's kind of different. It's, I would say it's probably specific to kind of where you're at certain settings. Like, I don't know, just kind of, I guess it depends on what kind of services you provide or kind of like kind of level of food, like on food service yeah. you're providing. I mean, if it's something that's if it's really, like Applebee's versus like Bruce Chris, it's very different. Yeah. Or if it's like a, you walk up and order at the counter and then you go sit down and they bring it out to you. Like, I don't know. I think they get paid minimum wage. They should, yeah. But like, but if it's like a full service, like you sit down, you order drinks, you get appetizers. I mean, I I definitely think servers don't get a lot of credit for at least the hourly pay aspect of it. Because I mean, if you have a couple bad tables one night and you work for five hours and you get ten percent tips all night, yeah. I mean, yeah. At the end of the day, they add up and you still make decent, but I mean, after a while, it gets frustrating. I mean, I think it just depends also kind of where you're serving, kind of location. You have types of people, like we kind of talked about college students earlier. Um, I mean, it just kind of varies, too, because kind of the establishment that you're at. But, I mean, I, I think that servers should get paid minimum wage, personally. I mean, I'm not like a – I'm the forefront yeah. martyr for it. But, like, um, I mean, I think that they should get, like, at least at like 7.25. I mean, like, at least minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of the tips, because and that's the thing too, you never see that two thirteen an hour unless yeah, because that's where your tax unless you like maybe work once a week and you don't make hardly anything. That's when you get some money on your check. It basically is basically if you just don't make that much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's all going to be taxed if you're making decent money. Um. So that just kind of gives you an ad. I would say give ad servers an added benefit too to just uh, sorry work harder, but like. I think it would bring more people into serving, honestly, because you have at least like, okay, I come in for five hours. Well, at least I have $35 that I made tonight. Yeah. That's going to come on a bi-weekly or bi-monthly paycheck. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It kind of, I don't know. I, uh, I definitely believe front of house makes, as I'm saying front of house, I realize you're not the first front of house guest on here. That's okay. Is Matt Prater. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, he's, Matt. He's going to get his panties in a wad. Probably. Um, we'll probably have a Twitter fight about it. <laughs> um, but, oh, crap, where was I going? Front of house. Front of house. Oh, I definitely think, in general, front of house employees make more than back of house employees. Just because of tips. Yeah. Uh, but it does, but it does suck, like, on a slow night at a restaurant. Like, after you've had, like, a bunch of busy shifts. It's kind of nice in the kitchen. Like, all right, cool. We got a chill night. But I know I'm still getting my hourly rate. Meanwhile, there's like five servers there and there's nothing to do. So they're staying around doing prep work and that kind of stuff and not getting paid, basically. Yeah, that's that's what sucks about it. It's like, like slow, slow nights or just like you're not getting the tips that you want. Um, but I will say when I when I started working at the store in Huntsville and then I, I came home and worked a little bit during COVID, back home and they reduced kind of the server count um because at first they were like limiting 
like seating, but limiting the amount of servers. I mean, also people like there's lots of open jobs right now, but limiting the amount of servers, like I didn't have any problem making any money yeah. in the last year or two whenever I've been serving during COVID, um, which was pretty good. I, I saw, I saw money. I saw a lot more money than I typically used to yeah. during COVID. I think it's also, I don't know, just less people, less people working. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't explain that very well, but. You're saying you saw more money. I felt like, yeah, I made more money. I think, I th- and I saw, actually saw something brought up, whether this is a part of it or not. Um, it did seem like people had a lot more disposable income during it, just whether it be um, getting new jobs or the stimulus money. The stimulus money definitely brought a lot of people in when yeah. I was in Huntsville. One thing I didn't think about, and I was the beneficiary of, uh, because full transparency. I hadn't paid student loans in a year and a half. They cut student loan payments. Yeah. They're starting to back up next month. I know. I'm supposed to start paying mine. <sighs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. But that was one thing I didn't think about. If if somebody's paying two, three, four hundred dollars a month in student loan payments. Yeah. And they hadn't had to pay it for the last year and a half, that's extra money that is being flooded into the income and maybe part of the reason there might be part of the job shortage too. So I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's definitely got something to do with it. But I would definitely say around the times that we had stimulus money kind of floating around, we definitely had a lot more people coming into the restaurants, and we were pretty busy like the week, probably two weeks or so after stimulus checks came out. Yeah. And like tax season, tax season's always pretty in- in- increased too with yeah. the amount of people. But then that's also when you get a lot of people that necessarily don't go out to eat a lot, <laughs> um, and yeah, think that they deserve the finest dining experience, and then we'll leave you. Like five dollars. So y'all never participated in like Rock Hill like restaurant week or South Carolina restaurant week. Not that I'm aware of. Not at least when I was serving there. Um, Because when Matt, Matt, I would hear Matt talk about like they would do like this three course meal for like forty five bucks, and it would be people who eat out like twice a year. Yeah. Who don't tip good, and they're like the most neediest customers ever, and like he absolutely hated working it. That was basically like the steakhouse that I worked at. I won't say the name of it, but that's what I feel like special occasions, like on like, like I'm not like Valentine's day. Yeah. Like Valentine's day. It was like, you get slammed and I barely would walk out of there with like a hundred dollars and work five out. Right. It's just still like, I mean, yeah, you make $20 an hour, but still like for how many people that were there and how many people you serve. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, like I said earlier, like if you get a ton of 10% tips, yeah, they add up. But like when you look at like, okay, I could have gotten, all these 20% tips, you could have literally doubled what you had. Um, but yeah, like nights like Valentine's Day and things like that, people think that they're going to like this, they're going to Reese Chris or somewhere with a, the best steak in the world. And <laughs> it's literally just a chain restaurant. So so the, the restaurant you went to or worked at, fun fact, when I used to travel for Johnson & Wales when I worked, I was on the road on 4th of July, and I was in this tiny North Carolina town. There was nothing but fast food restaurants and this restaurant. Mm-hmm. And it was on Valentine's Day. And I was like, I didn't even think about it until I got there. And there was like, just like couples, pe- couples in there with balloons and flowers and teddy bears. <laughs> and like, um, yeah, it's going to be like an hour and a half wait. And I was more. like, I, was, I saw one open seat at the bar. I was like, can I sit there? And she was like, yeah. And I was like sitting with my elbows touching my 
torso the whole time. Like I had no room and there's nothing like sitting at a bar. I don't mind eating at a bar, but when you have to use a fork and knife to eat at the bar, yeah, to cut like a steak or something. And there's I didn't a lot more like, going on. Yeah. yeah. Like if I'm sitting at a bar, I would like to eat like wings or something that is easy trying to cut something. You ain't got room. And so, yeah, that was not the best of Valentine's day for old Drew and Emily. No, uh, Emily, Emily was with you? No, no, no. Was that was, it wasn't the best for us because yeah. I was there and she was where, yeah, that was before we were married though, but. You said, you said the random North Carolina town. I, that makes me think of when I went to interview for a pharmacy school at, in Campbell, and uh, I don't know the name of the town, but Campbell University for pharmacy school. It's in the middle of kind of like nowhere in North Carolina, and I traveled and stayed in a hotel the night before, and there was like nothing in the town, and all there was was a... Uh, uh, Long John Silvers. Oh gosh! So that's what I went and sat down and ate Long John Silvers by myself. <laughs> Is that your first Long John Silver experience? Yes, and the last time I'll go there. I've never had Long John Silver or what's the other seafood? Uh, Captain D's. Captain D's. I've never had that. Either. I don't remember what I got, but it was just I. That's the my only option that I had to like actually go and like sit down somewhere, and it was just oh. yeah. The town I was in, I don't. I wish I could remember the name of it. <clears throat> But it was, and this is the only time I ever did it when I traveled for work. The only hotel option was a Hampton Inn, but it was a Hampton Inn where the doors were faced the outside. So I had that going for me. And then Valentine's Day, a generic steakhouse out in the middle of nowhere, where literally it was the nicest place in this town. I'm surprised they had the generic steakhouse in said small town. Well, it was right off the interstate. It's like, you know how those random towns off the interstate are it's like a row of like literally every fast food restaurant you can imagine and usually like one an applebee's or something yeah as like that so uh well um what else to have on the agenda for us so you uh i mean you may or may not have an answer because you seem intimidated by this when i asked you Devin likes to travel Devin goes and sees people in different places mm. i was just curious where you're uh favorite place to eat is like mm-hmm. favorite city not like favorite restaurant well i mean my, my favorite place to travel is new york city i mean you've got all kinds of different i mean different cuisine there i mean you've got i mean you got little italy you've got chinatown you've got i mean pretty much you have all the neighborhoods different kind of foods um that's my favorite place to travel i don't necessarily have like a certain thing that like, oh, i'm going to new york for xyz but um Black Tap has really good milkshakes there. Mm-hmm. Very good, like handcrafted, like um, milkshakes that me and Sarah we had last time. The last time I went to New York was it's been like five. It's been well over five or six years now. But um, was the last time you went, it was just you and Sarah Avery. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, it was right before I graduated from Clemson. So yeah, it's been five years. Pretty much did it probably about a month before I graduated um, from undergrad, um, and we went up there and we because it was like it cost like an arm or a leg at that point because i mean i was still not working full time i mean i was still just about to graduate but we had both of us had enough money we booked a flight wasn't she still in high school yeah she was still in high school we wanted to go that was all it always got me was that mom and dad let just let you and sarah avery go up there and sarah i just avery. turned 21 i just turned 21 and she was like 16 <laughs> and we just flew up to new york and we got, yeah, we got a hotel for like, I think two, we were up there for, I think three days, but we pretty much did everything that was like pretty much cost efficient. Like all we did that we spent money on really was like food. Yeah. I mean, we went and did like free, like sightseeing and we went to like Sundra Park and 
um, we were, that's when we were in the, we were both on a gossip girl kick. So we wanted to see all like all the gossip girl sites. So we did kind of like our, you could pay for a tour for that, but we ended up just doing like, we just walked it ourselves. Looking up online. Yeah. And that's pretty much what we did. We went, I, we went ice skating in Bryant park cause it was in November and they had already started. It was I think, kind of cool. It was still fall. And it was actually like really nice there. It was right before Thanksgiving. It was right before Christmas. So it wasn't like christmas lights or everything like that and not like freezing and snowing yet but it was yeah. still like it was like a i guess northeast fall yeah. setting um but yeah we pretty much did it pretty cost efficiently but yeah black tab definitely had really good handcrafted like milkshakes they had a really good burger too when we went i'm trying to think where else we went when some because i mean i really like asian style food now we went to some Chinese place, um, like maybe left, but I can't remember. We did have some fine dining in Times Square at um, the Olive Garden there. Um, so <laughs> you did a good job with that straight face. I was like, I remember going to Olive Garden. Yeah, no, <laughs> the Olive Garden's got like an escalator. We sat on like the third floor, and yeah, it was, it was nice to like look out because you could just see all of Times Square. And That's the one where Jimmy Fallon and the uh, Post Malone went. Did I? You ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got it. That's a classic. We'll have to watch that later. I haven't seen that. Um, but yeah, we, we did that. Um, there's this, there was a, what was it? it's called Andrews. It's like a breakfast place. It's like a 24 hour place that Sarah and I, or we had, we had gone earlier that year with mom and dad oh. for just a random trip. And we stumbled on this place called Andrews and they're like 24 hours. Um, but we went there, I think we went there twice when we went. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we did a lot of like sightseeing. I know I'm talking about what we did more so than the food we ate, but um, and in terms of other places that I've been, uh, I wish I was more reliable because so I was telling you about going to Philly earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my friend Betsy from undergrad, um, we did like a trip. Um, she's from her around outside of Hershey, Pennsylvania, Elizabethtown. But we visited her cousin in Philadelphia one night and they took us to this like Asian place and they just ordered all like just a whole spread. They're like we'll just we'll just eat kind of family style. Table. yeah and it was like i'm not big on spicy food and it was pretty hot but um we had like like it was like i would say actually authentic it's not like you go to pf chang's and you get like yeah bang, orange bang, chicken, chicken but it was like actual like mushu pork that was really good it was like kind of like your sesame chicken but it was like i would say more like authentic it wasn't like you're just like sweet sauce that you yeah. fried um but that was really good that stuck with me um let's see um in auburn there was lots of good food to eat in auburn and also athens because i live in athens georgia right now um but in auburn there was this thai place called pho lee um and their pad thai is the best thai, pad thai i've ever hmm. had I love pad thai. Um, and i haven't had it in a very long time um but yes no very i'm glad you brought up auburn because another question i had was so there's this popular sausage in alabama and i can't pronounce it and, you, and you've been there for four years so can you it's properly properly pronounced what properly pronounced Kaneka. my friends and i call it conch because whenever you like type it in on your iphone it changes it to like con like conch shell. Conch shell. yeah and sometimes we call it congrats to just <laughs> kind of whatever your phone changes it to so uh, yeah, I've never had Kaneka either. Me and my roommate Trent, we never had Kaneka before moving to. Wait, he's, he's from, from Tennessee. Tennessee, and then yeah, from South Carolina. And so we moved down there, and we like grilled out one night. We did like a fantasy football draft. I think that was the first time we had it. And someone was like, "Oh, I'll bring some Kaneka," 
And, like, I remember Trent trying it, and Trent thought it was, like, I mean, it's really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. Trent, like, put it on this pedestal and was just like, oh, my gosh. I love this so much. <laughs> it is good. I think I remember, like, when we went and moved you in that time, the, the morning after, as like, we I, were parting ways, like, leaving you there and then us going home. Parting ways. Remember, we, so we went to that breakfast restaurant. Yeah, Chappies. And they had, like, you got, like, a Koneka. Didn't you get some of the Koneka? Or Dad did? I, I can't remember. I felt like either one of us got it or we saw on the menu and we're like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, they had it at Chappies. I think that Dad might have gotten it. But yeah, Connect yeah. is really good. I actually had. There's a couple places around here you can find it. Sometimes at Ingles. Really. But my favorite is the Cajun one. The Cajun one's good. I just like the regular ones, but the Cajun is good too. Like a little extra I prefer, flavor. But... I prefer the Cajun one. Put it on the smoker. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, pretty much any event that we would have, whether it be just grilling out after class one day or like going to tailgates, we always had conch. Conch was always there. Conch. <laughs> All right. Last thing before we um pause for our tasting okay all right i got one of these has to go okay i feel like these are probably controversial or not controversial these are like four popular things that you eat relatively frequently me or just in general you and most people okay probably our age right so one of these has to go tacos okay pizza sushi wings Uh, right about tacos Really? I like tacos, but so you said what? You said pizza. I, I eat pizza weekly. And pizza, then, tacos, sushi, and wings. Sushi's, sushi, I don't eat it as regularly, but I would say sushi's up there with one of my favorite foods. Um, yeah. And then... Wings. Wings, yeah, and I like wings. I don't eat wings enough either. I don't eat wings a lot, but I, I love I thought that wings. was going to be the one that you were going to... Nah, I mean, I, I like tacos, but not like... I don't know. I mean, I guess when I typically go to... I know you, your big thing, your controversial thing is tacos. <laughs> you put anything on a taco. But yeah, when I go to a Mexican restaurant, I just get like a beef, ta- just ground beef, beef and cheddar like cheese. cheese. Like that's that's tomato. my idea of a taco. Like, yes, every now and then. Like, now there is a really good ta- uh, taco place in Auburn. Um, shout out to Taco Rita. That place is awesome. Is that the place where I went with y'all? With? No, that's Taco Mama. And Taco Mama is good, but Taco Rita has really good, like, tacos but you might not like it because it's they put like chicken tenders on tacos yeah. and things like that but i really like taquerito a lot um that's probably the only like taco place i would say that i've been that like it's kind of out there it's not the traditional like you just yeah. go to like el mexico or whatever yeah like, a restaurant is that you would just get standard like either soft or hard shell taco um but yeah no i love wings so much um Same. I, i'm thinking about the fryer fryers wings uh r.i.p to fryers but and i had some wings recently in athens that were really good from this place called locos um but yeah no, i'm i don't eat them enough but I, I really do like wings i just feel like they're just expensive like when you like, yeah or like you don't go to most places which this locos place did it just you added a dollar for a side of fries i feel like most places you go get wings that's the thing that deters me about getting wings out at a restaurant is well either they can be messy but also they don't come with a side typically yeah that's my that's my thing they don't come with sides and then to get a side of fries is like five bucks extra yeah so you're already paying 15 bucks or something for wings and then you got to pay five dollars for a side you know 20 bucks for just your meal and it's fried chicken and fried potato yeah and, I, and then like if you try to go to like zaxby's 
which their wings are good too, but it's like you, you only get like, I don't even know how many Their wings are tiny, aren't they? They're small wings, and yeah, you're not full. Like, I mean, you're going to pay the same price for six wings that you could still get like a whole four four piece or four yeah. um, chicken strips, and I'll be more full with the chicken strips. So, yeah, I don't order them as much, but I enjoy wings. And then, yeah, pizza. I like pizza. I, I have bread meats pretty much every week. Have you tried? You probably have not. Dave Portnoy, Barstool mm-hmm. Sports. He has his own frozen pizza now. He's gotten so big from doing his pizza reviews. Mm-hmm. He has a frozen pizza. I've not tried it. It's only at Walmart. I don't know. But so I if you go to Walmart and look for it, since it's kind of new, it's been on their end cap. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm hyped about it or whatever. But and, or maybe it's because I don't eat. I don't ever eat frozen pizzas. But it was very surprising. I was like, this is actually good. Because normally I don't like, eh. I like going to like Aldi or like Publix where they have like the one, like the pizzas that I like. Oh, those massive ones massive that are like ones. in the refrigerator. And yeah, you can eat for like a week because that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, that's pretty much, that's the, I, I mean, I used to get like Red Baron and DiGiorno's and things like that. But yeah, those just aren't as good to me. I did, we'll say I had a disappointing pizza from Domino's the other night. I got a buffalo chicken pizza and it was mainly crust. Oh. I was really pissed off about it because I was really excited about it, but. And it wasn't like their normal crust either. You know, like normally it's like the garlic kind of taste yeah. or garlic. But and but yeah, it was like at least a fourth of the slice was primarily crust. Oh. And it wasn't that same crust. And it was basically, it was just basically buffalo sauce with a little bit of chicken and some like onions on it. Like that was pretty much it. Mm. So I ate it all in one night, but I pretty much threw all the crust away. Cause and I that was like half the pizza. Yeah, literally. I threw away half, yeah, half the dough. Get it together, Domino's. But, and then, yeah, I think that's probably, did I give my explanation for all those? Yes. I think I had to go in depth, but. No, you you went more in depth than I thought you would. I understood so. the assignment. Definitely understood the assignment. All right, so our next assignment is, actually, we have we have someone on assignment presently. Um, we have a guest chef currently preparing the elf pasta the movie elf the pasta from that um right now and we're gonna (laughs) the elf yes the the pasta is made from elves um so um but we have a a guest chef there we're going to join us in the taste testing segment here in a few minutes um you'll be familiar with this person um world-renowned chef um so um stay tuned for that also wanted to mention once again merry christmas um, but this will be our last episode of 2021. It's hard to believe this year went by pretty quick and I'm going to take a quick break. We'll basically, this will be the wrap up of season one and we'll pick back up mid to late January with season two. So big things come in season two, uh, be on the lookout for that. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, clearing the board podcast on Instagram. So you ready for some. Yeah, I'm ready for some elf pasta. Some nudes. I'm ready for some noodles. Uh, actually, isn't it? Isn't Emily wearing the her send nudes T-shirt? I think she is. But you just gave away who our international. I didn't say she was our world-renowned chef. You uh, said that. Uh, Emily's our chef. So <laughs> last uh, episode's guest, guest Emily, who we um, discussed, does did not like to cook, doesn't ever cook other than maybe some scrambled eggs for herself. Um, she was kind of hungry and we needed to record this. And I was like, 
are you up for the challenge? Can you make some spaghetti? So Emily is making our spaghetti tonight. So she'll join us for the taste testing segment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Um, yeah, so we'll insert the chip bite and we'll be back. All right, we're back and we have the goods here. Um, we also have a third person joining us, celebrity chef, Emily Archer. Hey. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. So, Emily, our previous guest on the last episode you listened to, um, not knowing, not known for her cooking prowess, but mm. she understood the assignment. I, I believe Devin uh, said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I misunderstood the assignment. Uh, but Emily made some delicious spaghetti. We're going to enjoy that here in a little bit. But um, we are, like we mentioned about to try the elf pastas as seen on TV with Will Ferrell and John Favreau and whoever plays new girl. Um, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel and, and the like. Um, so his name's Favreau? John Favreau? He was, was far. Like <laughs> Brett? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's John Favreau. <laughs> I get it. All right. So um, this was, this all was birthed as uh from a text message from Devin because he had a great holiday episode. And once again, Merry Christmas. Uh, but Devin had a little bit of information here he wanted to share before we dug into our delicious elf pasta. Yeah. And like Drew said, I, I birthed it, um, birthed the idea of this. Um, but yeah, so um, like I said, Elf's one of my favorite movies. I always get a craving for spaghetti whenever I watch um, the movie Elf, whenever he puts the syrup on there. And then there's even the same scene later where he puts even more like pop tarts and syrup and candy and marshmallows and everything. So uh, that kind of inspired me a little bit. Um, so I first wanted to review with everyone, the four main food groups for elves. Um, so first it's candy, candy canes, candy corn, and as Will Ferrell says, syrup. Um, so um, that's just a little uh, fun fact review for us. Um, so what we have here is some angel hair pasta. Um, we've got some meat sauce, ground beef. And then we got um, <laughs> from the dollar store, we got Utopian. So hold syrup. on, but before he gets into specifics, as a res because of this stunt, because I knew it was going to be gross, I didn't want to invest a lot of money. So I was like, hey, we're going to the Dollar Tree. And unfortunately, Dollar Tree did not have everything that we needed. We did improvise a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, sorry. Didn't rub them. So, yes, yeah, so we got angel hair pasta, meat sauce. Um, we got syrup, Utopian brand. We had a choice between that and, I think, Hickory Hill. And we <laughs> went with Utopian. Um, we got some peanut M&Ms because uh, we couldn't find any, like, Reese's Pieces or regular M&Ms. Um, the got... Reese's Pieces box that I went to go grab, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, there's Reese's Pieces right there. I reached my hand in it, and it was trash. Ew. There wow. was like a wet rag, Ew. like a gum wrapper, like a folded up box, and like a bunch of Like I felt dirty after reaching my hand in that box. <laughs> well. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> the shelves at this Dollar Tree were picked over. They were. They didn't have marshmallows. Yeah, we didn't have marshmallows, so we've improv improvised with cotton candy, mm -hmm. and we also have um, pop tart. Pop we have strawberry pop tarts, which he put on one of his. Um, so Drew and Emily have theirs pretty much made. Oh, and chocolate syrup. Oh, and we got chocolate syrup. Yep, we can't forget the last mango <clears throat> syrup. 
<laughs> it looks so gross. I'm sorry. I keep looking at so, it. So uh, Drew and Emily have their topping just on it. I don't know. It looks like Emily mixed hers up a little bit. I yeah. mixed mine with my hand like um, Buddy did. Um, just for the What's full, your favorite color? full experience. Orange. Okay. So um, I think we should probably go ahead and dig in. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of My M&Ms have like turned. Yeah, no, my, my noodles are a little blue from like mm-hmm. my blue M&M. When I, when I added the cotton candy to the hot sauce on top, the cotton candy basically dissolved and like you can't see cotton candy on this anymore. Who's going first? I'll go first. Okay. This is my idea. Since I birthed it. It smells disgusting. It smells like cheap chocolate syrup, cheap syrup. Like everything Stop. smells cheap. We get it. It's All right, gross. so I'm gonna. I've got a good. I've got some spaghetti here with chocolate syrup, syrup, and then I've got a piece of mm. pop tart and a blue M and M. So we're it. gonna go in. <laughs> Devin's chewing. Ew. So it's not terrible. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try. So it's not terrible. You have like the hint of like. The pasta, you know, like a little bit of the meat sauce. I don't, I like peanut M&M's, but I don't like, sorry, I'm giving my full critique. Go ahead. But the. All right, I'm going for my bite while you're talking. I like peanut M&M's by themselves. I'm not liking the, yeah, the flavoring of that. The Pop-Tart throws it off. But the chocolate syrup and the syrup aren't bad with it, I feel like. It's not horrible. It's not bad. But if you it, think about it, it would bad. die. It's bad. I can't, oh my god. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> oh. Oh. I mean, it's not terrible. What if, like, when we sit down to eat later, I, like, just remake this? Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh, not me thinking the piece of ground beef was an M&M. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross, right? Yeah, um, buddy, uh, I disagree with your spaghetti choice. These two, they're going back for more bites. <laughs> I know we just keep eating it. <laughs> they're like picking through it, eating it. I took one bite and have sat my plate down. Um, I'm I'm done with it. Yeah, I I, I, I think the syrup's fine. I think the syrup. Yeah, I don't like the chocolate it. in it, but. Yeah, I don't like the the M and M's with it, but. Oh. Overall, I'd say a solid like six out of ten. Like. No, he's like two. I'm giving it like a negative three. <laughs> Not even two, honestly. Like one. <laughs> Instead of mom's spaghetti, this is buddy's spaghetti. Yeah. Buddy spaghetti. Buddy spaghetti. Watch out, Eminem. Buddy spaghetti. <laughs> Has Eminem's on it. Oh. Ew. Well, so um, good. let's wash this down. Ten out of ten. Don't recommend. However, I will say the the flavor profile of that does pair well with the thirteen stripes beer I have with the porter, the sweet mm-hmm. and like the malty beer. Yeah. Even though the pasta's gross, that flavor profile does pair with this beer. So, so there is that. So, so is this going to be your 86 of the week? Well, I'm definitely 86 in that. No uh, no doubt about that. I do not recommend. But, hey, actually, I do recommend. You you guys make this at home and send me pictures. I mean, it looks, like, pretty. It looked cool. And I'm by the time you're listening to this, I probably have already posted a picture of it on Instagram. So. Uh, make sure you follow the Instagram. I will post a picture of our mm. elf pasta. No, it's a good weird idea, Devin. That, but yes, it's a good idea, Devin. Whenever you say elf pasta, I think of like the mac and cheese, like the sponge, like the craft when they do like the shapes. Of oh those, yeah, like, SpongeBob mac and cheese. <laughs> I think it's like elf. 
Those like shaped mac and cheeses never end up cooking all the way through. Yeah, they're yeah. weird. Oh, buddy. Well, um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm gonna go keep watching my. Oh yeah, so go watch the show. Devin and I are gonna 86 a couple things, and then we're gonna actually sit down and eat real pasta. That sounds good. That Emily worked really hard on and did an exceptional job on because I have tasted it. Yes, so. we're gonna have mom's spaghetti. Um, nice. This is a lot better than. Um, yeah, father and buddies pasta. So. Thank you, Miss Emily. Thank, Thank you for joining you. us Thank two you. episodes in a row. Heck yeah. Thank Thanks you for, for preparing me. us a meal. Oh, God, you're welcome. I got to get out of here. All right. It's like, it's grossing me out. Okay, bye. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Emily is leaving the building. Uh, but before we let you go, we got one last segment to do. Probably the most um, popular segment of the show. Um, my 86 is going to be holiday themed. I don't know if you timed yours up with the season or not, or if you just have something you just want to gripe about. I have, two, this. I have two things. One's my profession related, and then one is related to the food service industry that I did not like. All right. And my one first. You you want me to go first or you want to go first? I'll go first. So go. in terms of my profession, I would say we're going to 86 grapefruit juice. Just because a lot of people don't realize, but grapefruit juice actually interacts with a lot of medications. Huh. Um, it can make basically drug levels be toxic and you increase your risk for side effects. So um, grapefruit juice, yeah, which a lot of people don't know that. Or whenever you counsel patients or usually like in the fine print, whenever you look at certain like over-the-counter medication, not, not all over-the-counter medications, um, but it's it's a lot of prescription medications, huh. some over-the-counters. Um but yeah, is it like the acidity or it just it, it interacts with like the clearance and like the elimination of the drug. So oh. like one of your more common like prescription medications that you would be familiar with would be like cholesterol medications, like just your like overall statin. That can, yeah, if you take it with grapefruit juice, and that's the thing. I like I know like a lot of older people drink juices. Like orange juices for the most part are usually pretty safe, but grapefruit juice for whatever reason it just messes up its metabolism in the body. Huh. So no prof- idea. Profession related, eighty six grapefruit juice. I just tell patients usually just to avoid it. Yeah. Um. I mean, same with I guess technically grapefruits too, but but yeah. Are just individual grapefruits not as bad as the juice? Itself? I mean, I guess because you're not I mean, consuming as much when you're eating a f- actual fruit. Ugh, I don't know. I'm not necessarily the expert on that, but <laughs> I mean, I would just probably just say overall, just avoid grapefruits. Okay. Um, and then, so my other 86 is, this one may be a little controversial with some people. I'm going to 86 martinis. Okay. I, first of all, as a just drinker, I don't, I don't, I don't understand martinis. I mean, it's vodka or gin. I drink both of those. I prefer gin. Um, I will say, I guess I've never like had really, I can, other than like a, maybe like a chocolate, like like espresso. One of dessert. Yeah, martinis. But I've never had like, I want to sit down at a bar and order like a martini dry or like a Cosmo. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I just don't understand it just because I mean like, you just get like a mixed drink. You just get like a vodka cranberry if you're going to get a Cosmo. I mean, that's essentially what it is with, you know, vodka cranberry with some lime juice. That's pretty much, yeah, what a Cosmo is. Um, I mean, I think it's just more of like the, like, illusion that ooh I'm more high class or drinking mm. like fine vodka or gin. I don't know. I think it's more of like the social aspect of Martinis. Yeah. And I don't know. And then and in terms of like serving wise, um, I did bartend some and I hated just making martinis because 
but people I feel like people like drink martinis like them a certain way and it's like it's hard to make it make them happy happy as, them. especially if it's like a, just like a straight up martini that they're like I want like they want just like just typically the vodka the vermouth and like the olive the yeah. olive juice um that it's a little bit easier to make like a Cosmo or something like that where you can like kind of mix and match a little bit of different things and that but it's just hard to please everybody but also like if you're also serving and not necessarily bartending transporting that to the table yeah. is also very challenging so that is my 86 is martinis okay and you said you ever had like a real martini not real have? i feel like i probably have i mean not i've never yeah, i've never gone to a bar and be like i want just a martini straight up or yeah like that, but i don't know that i've ever had a martini before i don't know it does like it, it gives off like a vibe mm-hmm. the people who drink martinis i feel like think highly of themselves yeah I, I mean it's not stereotyping people that like martinis because i mean i'm stereotyping i like gin and tonics and it's basically like i mean i basically could kind of have a gin and tonic technically in a martini with yeah not the tonic and just with some olive juice in there like in vermouth but you like olives not really no so that's yeah. also why i think i wouldn't necessarily like them um but yeah okay martinis and grapefruit juice mm-hmm all right, so my 86 of the week is a little broad, but with the Christmas season and full swing, and by the time you're listening to this, this is the day before Christmas Eve. So if you haven't done your Christmas shopping, you're probably screwed. Um, so, but um, with Christmas season brings all these random or like overuses of things just because, hey, candy canes are popular now. Why don't we make a candy cane milkshake or like gingerbread houses are popular now. So why don't we put just gingerbread and like just I don't know. I 86 and like Christmas flavor, hmm. like too much peppermint, like too the Chick-fil-A, gin- like peppermint milkshake. I didn't even know they had one, honestly. I've never tried, but I've heard they're actually really good. But I, I don't want I don't want to drink peppermint. No, I mean, I'm not big on peppermint. flavor. I mean, I like can- regular candy canes. I would say I don't like the like the different colored one like that like yeah like, yeah, like, like the reds like greens and, yeah like they've got like different flavors like I don't like those I like typical candy canes and yeah it's basically a peppermint that's just shaped in like candy cane but like yeah I don't know I just don't like the flavor of Christmas if that makes any sense <laughs> one thing I do enjoy about Christmas is eggnog and had I thought about it prior to this. I would have bought some eggnog, and our drink today would have just been like, do you like eggnog? I don't like, well, I guess I've never technically tried it. I just don't. I'm not a big, I don't like milk. Well, it's different than milk. You like ice cream. It's like drinking ice cream. I think actually, no, I had some of your eggnog last year. Yeah. When you when we had Christmas. I think I had some, and I think I didn't mind it. Yeah. Did, you, did, you didn't make that. You just bought Last it. year, I don't think I made it. I think I just bought some last year. But um, I haven't even had normally. As soon as December hits, I started drinking eggnog, and I hadn't had any yet. I don't know. I think it's just, like, the texture and just, like, I don't know. It's thick. It is thick. It's thick. It's very uh, high in calories. Several Cs. Um, But had I thought about that, I would have done that. And also, completely different 86 that I just thought of. There There should be an age restriction on gingerbread houses. I don't want to see you and your newlywed like, oh, look at us. We're in the Christmas spirit. We decorated a gingerbread house. I don't house. think I've ever done a gingerbread house. 
house. I've never done one before, and I don't know. I feel like people probably will get mad at that one because I feel like a lot of people actually do gingerbread houses. But, like, if you're in your 20s and doing gingerbread houses, grow up. <laughs> like, if you got kids, I get it. Hey, do decorate a gingerbread house. Like, it's for kids. It's not for grown adults to, like, yeah. take seriously. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah, people decorate those and like, do, like, cookie decorating this time of year. I mean, I don't mean, I've never, I don't think I've ever done that before. I've rarely even carved pumpkins when it's Halloween. I've carved one pumpkin and I hate it. I've resulted to just taking a Sharpie and drawing what I want to draw on it. Yeah, no, but yeah, I mean, I guess I've never actively participated in making a gingerbread house or decorating a cookie. So, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion on that. I mean, I think definitely it's... If I told you, hey, in a minute, we're going to decorate some gingerbread houses. What would you say? I really wouldn't be into it. I'd be more inter- interested in maybe decorating a cookie with like icing and stuff like that. But yeah, because I see it's like one little thing. It's like, all right, if I don't a, like a it, ginger- I did one whole cookie and I'm done. Yeah, gingerbread house is too much, too too much involved. Yeah, too much candy, too much sprinkles, too, too much, much informations. Yeah, too many informations. So, so well, Devin, it's been real. Thank you for having me on your season finale. Yeah. I think we ended the season off with a uh, a, a great guess and uh, a horrible tasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Devin and I are going to go get the real stuff, and we're going to watch something. I don't know what. <laughs> we're going to watch something. Yeah. So I, I was going to say Yellowstone, but I don't know that Devin and Emily want to watch Yellowstone. Is it Elf or Home Alone since Emily hadn't seen Oh, we Home should Alone watch Home Alone, Emily. Yes. That is what we're going to do. Emily doesn't know it yet, but we're about to watch Home Alone because she has never seen it before. Um, so, uh, hope you all have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you soon in the new year. Peace.